Social media has equipped us all with a louder, distinct voice. And this digital megaphone means our voices have more impact than ever before. This is all great for us, the individuals, but have companies really got their heads around what that means for decision making? That until now may have been considered internal or even private. Hi, Heidi, and, and hi, Brent. Hello. Ahoy. We can't ignore what's going on in Ukraine at the moment, and looking at social media in this country of late, then it's all been about our precious oppressed not wanting to wear a little bit of cloth over their mouths. But in Ukraine, it really is a voice for their genuine freedom. It's helping them organize, giving them hope, and of course, conveying those terrible images of the true horrors and the horrendous atrocities of Putin's unjust invasion for, for the entire world to see. I, I think that we're at a really interesting point for seeing how established digitalization and the opening of the marketplace of voices has really changed the world. And you're seeing that through how fighting is occurring in the Ukraine, but you're also seeing it very interestingly in how it has caught businesses flat-footed. Particularly right. interesting incident is that a professor at Yale had his students put together a spreadsheet of businesses who were insisting on continuing to do business in Russia. This is an academic project. Admittedly, Yale's kind of hoity-toity. It's, it's a well-known university, but this is a professor, someone who right. earns right. Uh, 150000 250000 a year. Yeah, and he wasn't a business professor. No. Yeah. Sociology. He, he right. puts the list out there and it goes viral. And the backlash across companies such as Estee Lauder, companies like Coca-Cola, McDonald's, right. Uniqlo, all of a sudden right. what they consider an internal business decision gets called out for public evaluation in the public <laughs> square. Yeah. I, I woke up to the news that McDonald's was pulling out and I thought, that's a bit random. How did that happen? Yeah. Yep. And this is the reason. Yep. Someone called them on their behavior. Yeah. Uh, wow. If you had the ability to influence the town crier to say what you wanted him to say, which is kind of what the media did at that time, it's become this radical transparency of everything you do as an organization and a religious organization as well, many different types of organizations, it's become so transparent that you have to start thinking about what is the impact of my decision? How are people yeah. going to yeah. receive my decision? And how are they going to react to my decision? And something right. that I really see in this is a level of hubris or arrogance from very large companies who thought, okay, the decision is mine to make according to my shareholders. And nope. What we've been telling businesses yeah. for decades that society now expects a level of ethical behavior from large organizations that your staff will leave if they perceive the company as being unethical. Ah. 
all of those trends that we've been telling people about suddenly are crystal clear in how things have been happening with the fallout from the invasion of the Ukraine. I instantly think of this from the consumer's point of view and McDonald's or or other companies thinking, well, we're going to lose customers if we don't withdraw. But you're saying it's from within the company as well. It's also employees saying, this is not the company I want to work for. It could very well be. All of these trends, you've seen You've seen the discussion over the last 20 years, 30 years, mm-hmm. of people in younger generations have changing expectations. And when people don't want to work for you, the bosses in the hiring section, well, you know, there are no good people out there. No, right. this is what we've been telling you over and over. There is an expectation of transparency and accountability and the authority to make context-free decisions, which has frequently happened at the executive level, that ain't there anymore. You lost that. Because I understand and I get McDonald's and Burger King because they're all franchises. So basically, you are employing a large portion of the country, of Russia, through allowing franchises to happen. Now, what they have decided to do is they are no longer going to support them and supply them with specific things that are required through the franchise. So are they hurting citizens that don't necessarily need to be hurt? It's a hard question. So it's a hard decision for some companies to make. But I'm sorry, your leader is your leader and you probably supported and or voted for your leader. Many of us when we had a leader that we didn't agree with, did things because we didn't agree with him. Well, what I would say, an interesting clarification that I saw was the economic repercussions for your average Russian from this are going to be vast and horrific. And yet those are less than getting a bomb dropped on your house. Yeah. So while this is not a good choice, it didn't come out of nowhere and it's a less bad option than many. Yeah. Hopefully this is, like you say, the least destructive choice. Um, I would loop back to the second part of what you were talking about. And this is also a fascinating aspect of the digital revolution, which is the disconnect between the Russian state propaganda and how radically the Ukraine resistance has leveraged social media and outreach and messaging. And it is a fascinating conflict between totalitarian censorship, how effective is that still able to be in the current environment? Sadly, more effective than we would like. And the open democracy of social media. You were talking about... um, how they are weaponizing civilians. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. The Ukrainian military is putting out videos to train civilians on how to make Molotov cocktails correctly and how to throw them safely, uh, <laughs> wow. how to shoot weapons. Wow. Uh, wow. So they're basically they're they're training people over the social media. If you want to fight, here is some basic things you need to know. 
yeah. this it's, is really about freedom. This yeah. is really well, and being it's, it's used. much different than uh, the American militias, make believe militias. Uh, Oh, These are people the, actually the, fighting yeah. for their homeland. Yeah. Absolutely. This is about you freedom. Know. This isn't about having to wear a bit of cloth on your face, truck yeah. drivers. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. really about freedom. Yeah. And yeah. this is, you know, Russia can say they're not bombing civilian targets, <laughs> but that iPhone video of the missile going into civilian targets yeah. that's instantly out there on social media yeah. totally and utterly tells us the truth. It's this fascinating, when you step back, both businesses and how the invasion has developed. It is this fascinating mirror of what digital communications and the democratization yeah. of the message has become, and it is enormous. Businesses are still chasing an understanding of it, and it's actually kind of darkly hilarious to see that Ukrainian resistance better understands the power of social media than Coca-Cola does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, it really is. It's interesting to watch how there is such a disconnect. Right. As soon as Vladimir Putin said, we are there to demilitarize and denazification of the Ukraine, everybody on mm. social media went crazy yeah. like, what are you talking yeah. about? There are no Nazis in yeah. the Ukraine. Which what, then because so you might think in your mind. And not to give too much credit to yeah. social media, because then the conversation did morph into what drugs is he taking? Can steroids <laughs> cause this? So yeah. I wouldn't say he, he's, wouldn't say that this is the solution to open yeah. communications. It still goes quite yeah. sideways. Yeah, he he can he can control the narrative in in state run television within Russia, but and he's trying his best to control it globally. Oh yeah, um, but he has limited reach when you consider it is the rest of the world that's actually using social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you're doing is creating more and more isolationism yeah. as we go forward, yeah. and let's hope that that's his downfall. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, being devil's advocate and considering that we do have a lot of politicians that just brush off accusations and, and seem to not give a monkeys about their sort of the optics of their decision making. Do we ever think there's a point where someone like McDonald's or Coca-Cola would say, we don't care what people think. We don't care what social media says. Is, well, is there, that there are a few out there that are pushing back. Yeah. Uh, Unilever is one of them. Yeah. And right. and part of their pushback story is we provide required subsistence products, soap, shampoo. Uh, and again, I go back to with greatest empathy for Russian civilians. It's better yeah. than having a bomb dropped on your house. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're, yeah. you're not going to get the shampoo you want from Unilever for a while. Yeah. At least your isn't, house, yeah. at least your town isn't being blown up and invaded. Well, so, I mean, obviously we must end with um, our thoughts going out to the people of Ukraine. Um, yeah. And the quicker we can come to a peaceful conclusion, hopefully, the better. Anyway, thank you so much, everyone. And um, what are we looking for? What can we look forward to for next week? Let's talk about relevance. I think we all relevance. care about relevance. Can we can we expand on that before next week? Or is oh, that going to be well, just a big tease? I would hope we will be able to report that the Ukraine and its government is more relevant now than it was in yeah. the past. Yeah. So let's yes. hope. Fingers we'll crossed. We'll see. Yeah. All the best to them. Right. I will see you next week. All right. See you next week. See you next week. week.